Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex. Bernie is here. Hello, Alex. Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, well, I'm good because I'm going to finish Last of Us and bad because I did not shovel today. And I probably oh. do that after this episode. Bad neighbor, Bernie. Yeah. Well, I'm that guy. See, the last time <laughs> No, I was like, hmm, the weather forecast for the next day is great. So it's going to melt. So why would I show? <laughs> but we got jumped on so much that I don't think I have that option now. Mate, today was bad. Today was bad. We just finished work and then I was out there for like an hour. Oh, mate. Yeah. Although it does, I do find that it does bring people together. Like you end up talking to people on the street that you wouldn't necessarily otherwise, which is quite nice sometimes. Yeah, I'm not that neighbor that wants to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, where are you up to in The Last of Us? Uh, halfway through this this episode. Is it episode two? Yeah, episode two. Yeah. Uh, you, you need to finish an episode before the pod so that we can make this a Last of Us pod instead of, <laughs> instead of a football pod. <laughs> I know, that would be great. It's so good. Oh, it's it, it's a... At least the first two episodes are a slow burn, but the 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 suspense of it gets you. I I, yes. I love that. Yes, I love that. What was it they call it in English class in high school? Dramatic tension. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Masterful. Uh, anyway, there has been football, uh, and if we must, we will talk about it. And we must. Um, Manchester United won today in the Carabao Cup. They beat Nottingham Forest three nil. Um, we've got some some. Very fun United stuff to talk about shortly, but I'll just let you enjoy this moment. Um, fun for you, sure. Yeah, mm. we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, I don't know. This, the, I, I think I'll say this. I think United are going to win the Carabao Cup. It, it, it's nice that like there's a favorable draw in the semi-final for once, ex- <laughs> and not the twice in a row that they got City, who they beat in the league all the time, but didn't beat in the Carabao Cup. Uh, two legs which is very annoying like why add another fixture so an already crowded schedule it's pretty stupid keep forgetting that it's two legs and every time i i realize it annoys me yeah um so united have qualified pretty much three nil win in this game Uh, they're not gonna throw that away you know uh, hopefully anyway um but i think the only thing in this game i i like is that marcus rashford scored a hell of a goal what a goal Oh, it's you. You called it Bale-esque in that. It, it's not the Maradona, Messi dribble everybody. It's the pace of it, the mm-hmm. power to use a very bad stereotype. That's what this was. <laughs> and there, there was some little trick, like footwork that I loved, like the soft touch of the left to the right. To, uh, it reminded me a little bit of Giggs going through Arsenal, a little bit, mm-hmm. um, in a way, though very different circumstances. But just amazing through, and then the left foot finish was like, oh, he's got ten goals in ten games post World Cup, eighteen so far, all all competitions. His highest for United was twenty four. He's lethal, and he's going to have a career season this year. And you know, never doubted him. Never. The the, the boy is on fire. The the finish did did make me laugh though, because it was almost, it was one of those where like he's got there, the goals in front of him. He's realized there's this massive gap in the near post. He's like, oh, you're, you're, you're going to leave that much space? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. want me to put it there, I'll put it there. It kind of felt the keeper was like, well done, mate. Go ahead. Have one. 
yeah yeah um but yeah so i've only seen the highlights you, you saw the full game um relatively comfortable you said but forest weren't that bad uh forest were i mean if if var i mean it did its job it was offside if they didn't chalk it off i think it, you know it could have been in trouble because up until that goal and even after that for the rest of that first half and i'll say the first 60 minutes of this game Forrest bypassed the midfield and said, "Forget it. We're not gonna. We're gonna ignore Ericsson because we can, and we're gonna bypass Casemiro." And they were just. I thought they were controlling the game, even though they didn't have the ball. I thought they were dictating how it should happen, and it reminded me of something I've been saying for weeks: in that this United team is not a team that dominates the ball, despite what everyone thought Ten Hag was going to do. And by the way, he's a pragmatic manager. He's not actually a total football or tiki-taka manager by any stretch he he likes that stuff but he does what he needs to do and this united team has been conceding possession to other teams since the world cup it's just they've been winning so people have not been seeing that but 60 minutes usually they concede and the teams come at them and come at them and come at them and it's just not sustainable especially against better teams which is the pattern for me of the arsenal game it's it's not going to work this way long term you've got to figure out a way to actually dictate the ball and and then like move it around and you're supposed to have ball players Ericsson, Casemiro, Lissandra Martinez like supposed to have people that can do that and they don't regularly so it's a it's an interesting situation to be in yeah I, I mean we'll, we'll get onto Arsenal in, in a second but I think to that point the squad is still and and like this is why Veghorst is, is I, I quite like him. He's a bit of a novelty factor. Also, I think everyone should just have a massive bastard that they can play up front when they need to. But you've got runners like Rashford and sometimes whoever plays on the right, whether it's you know Sancho or Lango or Anthony, who's less of a runner and more of just a prat, but whatever. <laughs> um, and then you've got Hero Ball Bruno and you've got like Dictate the Play Ericsson and then like Veghorst is just this kind of big anomaly. And then... Some of the defenders are ball playing, but a few of them aren't really. And it's just kind of a, a a mixture of a squad that I think you're right. Like Ten Hag is being pr- pragmatic. We saw this with Arteta. Until you get the players that you want to play play the style that you want, you have to adjust a little bit and do something else. Um, but you're right. It, we'll see how long he can go doing this and like playing this kind of in-between style. But it, to that point... Do you think there should be more? It doesn't look like yeah, excuse me, can't talk. It doesn't look like there's going to be more signings in January. Is that no, a problem? The, the, it, it's a problem in the midfield area, I think. Um, but except for that, I think it's fine. The thing is with his signings, I, I fully expected, like if you look at his chase of Frankie De Jong, which is a misguided use of time. <laughs> like that's a ball playing player who can run with the ball and be box to box but he's very good on the ball Casemiro is better on the ball than I expected but that's not his 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 job right his job is not to be a possession-based football player and even people have been most impressed by his passing range because sometimes he does hero ball uh Erickson is the most deceptive hero baller I've ever seen because he is a hero baller and mm-hmm. Spurs that's exactly what he was and that's his first instinct. It's just that he's smart enough to adapt to the situation. But Correct. at heart, he's a hero baller. So in the midfield three is Bruno, Ericsson, and Casemiro. Forget 
retaining the ball. <laughs> like, and he signed two of them. And then Malasia is not a possession player. Then Vekhorst, I don't know what he is yet. Anthony, I don't know what he is. So and the only person I can say that he's signed who you who I would expect to be good at recycling the ball is Mar- Lissandro Martinez. Varand can't pass the ball. Mm-hmm. Wambasaka is not a passer, and he's on the flank anyway. So I'm like, scared of it. Yeah. So I'm like, what? Like, what do you want, Eric? Because I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, I don't mind right now. But I, I just, I just don't know because mm-hmm. he called United the other day a defending team uh, after the Arsenal game. He said we are a defending team. I'm like, wait a minute. I thought all the fans <laughs> on Twitter said that. He's going to play attractive attacking football. I'm not seeing it. I'm seeing hero ball, mid-block press, counter-attack. I know who did that for three years. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and that guy got hate. And the guy mm-hmm. before did deep block. So, like, what is like, what are we doing here? Uh, that's the only thing I'm interested in understanding. Like, what are we doing here? So, I don't know, to your point, if more signings will indicate that. Because the ones I've seen so far don't indicate possession. But yeah, yeah, you've got to have guess, that. Though. Yeah, I guess we'll see in the summer um, because you know we we got to that point with with and who was it that was talking about after the Arsenal United game and they basically said was it Neville or Carragher maybe maybe it was Thierry Henry who basically just said like what you saw here was a team one team who is three years into their development. And one team who's six months into their development. I think that that was like that was bang on. I think Arsenal was superb. I think Arsenal dominated large spells of the game, um, and you know United did what they could. They were pragmatic. They did well to to stay in it for quite a long time. But ultimately, like that onslaught started to feel inevitable, um, and there was a point in the Arteta. You know, the Arteta finished what. Eighth, like eighth twice. twice, yeah. Like there was, you know, there there were multiple points in that reign where fans were absolutely not convinced. There were people, there were multiple points where fans weren't convinced by the signings that he seemed to have made. Um, and then we got that summer where all the the young players came in, and mm-hmm. they identified the players that he wanted that could play the style that he wanted, and that's when it all clicked. And so we'll see if Ten Hag has that at some point. I, I think in relation to the Arsenal game, I think I, I said on Twitter, Henri was half right in that, yeah, Arsenal are three years into a process. Well, I don't know if, if I want to say it that way, but it's not as if it was a straight line in that no. the signings that they signed in the first place were shit. And Edu did a very bad job with that. William like, is good now, Bernie. Well... <laughs> it was a shit signing for you. That's uh, David Luiz. And e- everything that they did up until that point was just shit. And it took them, they had to turn this around. So I, in my view, it's actually two years because you have one year that's a waste. I know there was an FA Cup in there, but to me it's effectively a waste because you're not training anyone in your style in a way that's going to stick because it's shitty players that you had and you had to remove them. I mean, Aubameyang so, had to go, Lacazette yeah. had to go, um... David Luiz, Willian, like, really, Martinelli, Saka, Odegaard, all that stuff, Partey, that really came into the four, is based on one year's work. I, w- I would say a couple, but because there, there was, a, there was, 
it wasn't just cut and dry, right? Like there were, the one thing was going on while the other was was starting. And what I would say is that that first year, if you're if you're having a project, that first year might look like a waste, but it's also the time if the club gives it. It's the time for a manager to play what he has, see what works, see who's on board, see who isn't, get rid of the people that aren't, etc. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's it's not a waste necessarily. Fair, fair. I I, I think that. And and I and I'm, I remember on our pod, I don't know if it was last season or the year before, Mohamed was very artistic, get him out of here. And you and I ganged up on him and said, and and especially for me, I said, well, you kind of have to give this time at yep. this point because we could see that whether or not anyone agreed with the Ramsdale signing, and I know we, none of us did at the time, there was a clear idea of, it felt as if almost intentionally Arsenal were saying, we don't need the Champions League. As if you had been trying to do that for a lot of years, right? And Arsenal had said, no. Like, we're signing Ben White for 20-whatever million. He's 20-something. We're signing Ramsdale, who's 20-something. We're taking a shot at Odegaard, who's basically not succeeded at Real Madrid. There was no way that you would look at that and go, oh, you're going to usurp City, Chelsea, yeah. uh, Liverpool, and at that time, Spurs. United were a top four team, at least more consistently than Arsenal at that point as well, if you want to add them to that list. It wasn't reasonable to think that. So I think Arsenal did do that with the understanding that it's going to get rough before it gets better. Yes. The problem is Arsenal could do that. Because if, if I mean, Solskjaer lost a job in sixth. <laughs> so if he had done the eighth position, he would have been gone because of the money and the backing and the Woodward and the Glazer and Chelsea, same thing, right? Mm-hmm. You finish sixth, you're out, effectively. Yeah. Tuchel, Tuchel lost his job for less. So there is that credit that, in my opinion, you have to give the Arsenal organization. You have to give Arteta his credit, and I'm giving him that. But Arsenal, as an organization, was unified in what the vision was. And that's the only way for a club that can't spend as much as City can't spend as much as United, although United spend like idiots. You know, you actually have to be patient and build mm-hmm. it out. And I agree, that's what we saw. But I think that United, yes, it's Ten Hag and yes, it's new. But I've seen other managers come in and like blaze it after the first year of their project or even less. That's not an excuse to me, especially when you spend $200 million in one summer. That tells me you want immediate results. So I understand it, and it's going to get better. It will only get better, in my opinion, with Ten Hag. But I don't think that's the difference between the two sides on the day. I think the difference on the two sides of the day was simply United played like ass, in my opinion. Because I've seen a lot of United fans being like, oh, my God, we should be proud that we did this. I'm like, what do you mean? No. United were, were horrible, in my, in my opinion, watching. And I watched most of the second half, a little bit of the first half. I couldn't believe what I saw. <laughs> I really couldn't believe it. And I, I, thought, don't, I don't think it was good. good. I I don't think it was bad for what you were trying to do necessarily, but it certainly wasn't anything to be proud of. It was no. just it was just trying to stay in the game, basically. And I understand Casemiro's not playing, but this is a wider mm-hmm. point I've been trying to make. Like in against Forest, they conceded a lot of possession, a lot of attacking space. Against City until Garnacho came on, like first half they did well, but second half they just conceded everything to Man City. They did it against Forest in the league. They did it in the games before. They did it against Palace, 
which led to a pass free kick and a, and a wonderful free kick. But that's how they got the free kick. For the last 20 minutes, Pals were on top of United because they were just bypassing Ericsson and Casemiro to go straight at, at uh, straight up the defense. So I'm like, how do you expect this to work? And they're defending deeper than they have in the last three or four years as a team, as a collective. This is a statistical fact. And you're telling me you're going to defend deep against tricky, nimble players who can also shoot from range? I don't, I, I don't understand that at all. I mean, what I would say is that you can defend this season against this Arsenal team. You can defend deep. You can defend high. It doesn't really matter what you do. Like, Arsenal are going to score goals. Um, one player that we do need to talk about is Eddie Nketiah. And I want to give two people credit. Um, one is me. Because mm-hmm. when, when Gabriel Jesus uh, got injured in the World Cup, Arsenal fans were freaking out, man. Inclu- I had to calm Mo down. Well, I don't even know if I succeeded. Um, <laughs> uh, R- Raheem, I think I told him everything's going to be all right. Relax. Like, I just wasn't that worried because I saw how well this team was playing. And I, it's not even any kind of ridiculous faith in Eddie Nketiah, although I think he's a good player. Um I think it was just, or has become a good player. I won't, I won't pretend that I haven't slated the guy in the past as not being good enough. But in the last year, eighteen months, he's become a very different player. And to me, it was—I I think I've talked about before—it was a massive indication of Arteta's faith in him when Arsenal gave him a hundred grand a week um, to stay at Arsenal and be the second choice striker. And that, and number you know, and number 14 yeah um and at this point i think you have to look at arteta's talent id and 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 have some faith in it um and so i i just wasn't worried and he he repaid that faith two goals um the other person i want to give credit to is jojo at mojo dope joe on twitter who it turns out in june of 2022 predicted eddie nketia to have a 20 goal season um he is I mean, currently on nine uh, no no or comps yeah, so, not gonna do it. Nope. Nope. Eleven no, more no. from here? Not gonna happen. Nope. Sorry. All competitions. We're in the nope. Europa League, mate. Nope. nope and he nope, plays nope, every nope. game. Nope. 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 He'll get. He'll get fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll let you and Jojo take that up on Twitter. I'm, um, I'm out. I've done my bit. I think yeah. he's gonna do it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I also want to give Arsenal credit to Bukayo Saka, and and I say that because, look, um, Inketia is as good as the people around him who are, who are able to get him the ball. He's not really creating chances for himself, but he's good into getting great spaces, and they're good at identifying those. And I think that's a product of the system. But Saka is that guy, system or not. And this is why I like Saka. There are lots of players I look at and I go, that's a system player, Donny van der Beek, who can only perform <laughs> in, in specific circumstances. He's not that guy. If you take him out of Arsenal and put him in any team, he's going to be absolutely fantastic. And there have been lots of players Arsenal have had in the past who, in the Wenger... I know Wenger was a bit of more of expression, but it, they were just used to those circumstances. You took them out, it wasn't going to work. He's not yeah. that guy. He can go and do it any place, and he will be a star. And Shaw's been the best left back in this league, and Shaw he was, was terrified. <laughs> oh, my God. Because it's like, show him... Show him right, hmm, he can cross the ball. Show him inside, he can shoot. I don't know what to do at that point. And think, that's the yeah. difference. Yeah, the, the, the goal was, was magnificent. Um, it was absolutely magnificent. And you're right, because there's no greater indication of your point than Bekayo Saka plays brilliantly for England. And like, 
that's difficult. No one tends to play that well for England, and he does that consistently. Mm-hmm. And and it was interesting because on the other side, Martinelli was okay, but Juan Bissaka did his job on him. He was he was fine. I don't think it was anything interesting with Martinelli per se. But Odegaard's like, listen, this is Player of the Year. Un like I don't think this is a debate. And when you have Two of those three, because you know I still don't rate Nketiah like that. But when if you can get two of those three to play at a high level, you're done. I I don't care who you are, you're yeah. done. And that's that's what happened. You got two and a half because I'll say Martinelli was good. I just don't think he was like outstanding like the other two. He wasn't, um, but then Trossard came on, and in those fifteen minutes, he was excellent too. I was like, what's going on? Like <laughs> he was he, he he was good as well, and. Yeah. And the, the difference is, I think, to go back to the tactics of this game, Jonathan Liu summed it up in that uh, Rashford came out like a house on fire. And mm-hmm. the goal that he scored, he nutmegs Partey, best defendant, best DM in the world. Yeah, sure, buddy. Like, he nutmegs him, makes him look absolutely stupid, and then launches... I, I didn't hate a, that. Per, a perfect shot. That at all. It, it, it was absolutely sensational. Like, he scored <laughs> two of the best goals of the season back-to-back or some shit. Like, like he's... He's incredible at this point, and he showed it in that game. But Arsenal, and this is where I think it doesn't take a genius to do this, but Arte, you got to give Arteta props, where he goes, double team or triple team, that guy. <laughs> and yeah. Jonathan Luke ca- captured it perfectly. Whenever Rashford got the ball, after that point, he was swarmed. Because what are the options? The options are get the ball to Bruno and who does Bruno even want to look for? He wants to look for Rashford anyway. Veghorst isn't making a run past the defender. <laughs> like, as, as good as would hold a play he is, Bruno is not hero-balling to Veghorst. So Bruno then cannot look for anyone else. It has to go to Anthony, who doesn't want to take on a man, doesn't know how to cross the ball, just comes inside and wants to shoot the ball. And if he can't shoot the ball, he lays it off. So the ball... Will will come back to Arsenal. The minute it gets to Anthony, you know the ball's coming back to you. And it's a simple thing, but it's a big problem. Because back then, if you had Mason Greenwood, it gives you an option. He's a criminal, sure. But it gives you an option that you know something can happen with the ball. Anthony becomes this black hole of nonsense. <laughs> he, he is, he so why is not triple team Rashford? Like, honestly, you, if I'm every team in the Premier League from here on in, I'm triple teaming Rashford. And I'm daring you to make Anthony do something. United really need Jadon Sancho to come back and be good because, look, Anthony's not... He's not a massive problem if he's a squad player. He's a bit of a problem if you paid $100 million for him um, because that indicates that he's going to start most games. Which I don't know. Has that even happened this season, though? He started most games, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Um yeah, just he's just got a really punchable face. I would like to put him and uh, Nicola Pepe on the same island and just let it. I'd I'd rather have Nicola Pepe. Like I was I was stunned. I made that statement in our group chat, but then I actually went and went to look at his statistics, and I was like, "Fuck me!" Like it's not it's not horrible. Like like I get it. Like he wasn't all that good, but where did he score all these goals? Yeah, he does score goals. Uh, what was it? There was a game the other day. Or, or a couple of weeks ago, where he was being horrendous, and all I saw on the thread was you slamming him. And then I looked at the game, and he just bent one to the top corner from like twenty-five yards. Was this uh, Pepe? No, uh, Anthony. 
Oh, this is uh one of the I think Everton or I don't remember what I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like I know what you're talking about, and it was it's it's getting to Xhaka levels of annoying for me. Like that's big. I want him to do well, but I also cannot fathom the fact that they spent eighty five million pounds, hundred million euros on this. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And 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 Alex, to your initial point, this is where I get confused as to. Anthony is a ball, guy who plays well in a team that's very pass and move, pass and move, pass and move. Because he can't dribble. So it, it's it's a little bit of a Bernardo Silva in that he's not going to beat a man and run to the corner and then cross it. Like, there needs to be a system of interplay and all this stuff for it to work. But you don't play this way. So what's the point? <laughs> and I don't think he's going to be anywhere as near as good as Bernardo Silva regardless. Mm-hmm. But it it doesn't make any sense, especially against Arsenal, where you guys were dominating and bombing, and all you needed was another guy to lump it over to and run. That's all you needed. Like, yeah, yeah. it's no. sensational nonsense. Long may it continue. Oh, also shout out to uh, Zinchenko, who from left back uh, dominated midfield as he's been doing all season. But the the guy's just the guy's just class. He he, he was chilling because no one no one decided to do anything about his presence. They're just like, sure, Zinchenko, I'm not going to run at you. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's horrible when people run at him. Dan yeah. James used to run at him and destroy the shit out of him. Like, no, Zinchenko's all you know, on ball. <laughs> anyway. Like, if Dan James becomes a hero against Man City, surely you know the pathway to victory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently not. Apparently not. Uh, speaking of City, battered Wolves 3-0, Harland hat-trick. Um, it's kind of been like that this season. It's like either Haaland scores a hat-trick or they really struggle. Yeah. And um, the previous game, they were 2-0 down and then 1-4-2 at Spurs. Mm-hmm. Mares really put that game on his back. And I think in yeah. this game as well, Mares was very, very good. Um, like I think we've talked about him a lot. When Mares is on it, oh, God help you. Because mm-hmm. we understand how good KDB is and how consistent he is. I mean, there was another spammy cross for a, a <laughs> Holland goal standard. Yep. But if Mares decides to play, I feel like he's the when he's when he's good, he's the best player on the pitch. Like, uh, yeah, 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 he's terrific. Yeah. He's just the terrific. talent level is is unreal. And and it, what I really love about him is that like his main move is just the chop. It's not yeah. even anything complicated. He's just like, oh, I'm going this way. No, I'm not. <laughs> he, he just does people constantly. It's fantastic. But you're right. And, and even Pep said it. He was like, we basically just got him back. Mm. Um, mm. And yeah, he, he could make a massive difference to their season for sure. Um, I, I, I will say, Holland, I don't care if, the, if, if you see where I'm going with this. Like, mm-hmm. He's going to score 30, 35 goals. And it's probably going to be the most inconsequential in people's eyes. I don't think I'm the only one who's going to be like, okay. <laughs> like, you scored 30 Except, goals. But okay. if they win, the, let's say, let's say if they win the title and he has scored like, well, it will probably be like 70% of the, of the goals that the team that won the title scored. Mm-hmm. That would be pretty consequential. I get it. Like, if they come second and he scored 30 goals, then yeah, it all seems a bit silly, but... Yeah, but didn't how many hasn't Salah scored thirty goals in a season or something? All competitions, I think he has before. Was it all competitions, not Premier League? Yeah, I don't think anyone scored thirty in the Premier League. Like, I, I feel like 
Suarez has done. I feel like someone recently has done this in the league. Okay. Uh, yeah. Salah in his first season at Liverpool got 32 goals in the league. Really? Yeah. Unless Wikipedia's wrong. <laughs> wow. So 17, 18, he got 32 goals all comps. Now, I'm pretty sure they came fourth or something in that in that season. But it, like it feels more consequential than than this for some Jesus reason. Like Christ, I he did get thirty two. Wow. Like I, I find it hard to care, and I don't know if it's because City have won everything already, or or it just they're not looking that good. I don't know what it is, but it's there's there's something I just don't care about when it comes to this I guy's think, goals. I think there's that, and I think there's also the fact that like he doesn't. It's not like he scores great goals. He scores goals that like that he can score because he has a physical advantage. Like De Bruyne puts the ball into the box, puts it into an area, and like Haaland gets there first because he's bigger and taller and stronger and quicker. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of it. It's not like he's doing anyone for skill. It's not like he's scoring outrageous shots. He just has a physical advantage. That's basically why he scores all the goals that he scores. I think that's fair. I think I think that, I think that's fair. It's uh, it's very very weird. Like mm-hmm. you don't care about the goals that he scores. It's just the fact that he gets hat tricks. So <laughs> yeah, it's true. It is it is a bit of a phenomenon just to watch someone like just bag two or three goals whenever he wants. Kind of it's uh, yeah, it's weird. Um, Everton lost two 0 to West Ham. This was uh, another El Sacico where like everyone kind of knew that whoever lost this game would get sacked. And it was, of course, Frankie Lampard. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you celebrate, Bernie? Um, I went in the streets naked and, and, and screamed for joy. I saw uh, that on CP24. Yeah. Of, of, the, of, the, of the former Premier League legend who uh, <laughs> went into management, he has categorically lost <laughs> like he he lost badly it's Arteta Gap Solskjaer I'm even gonna say Lampard is better just because he's only had one season and uh, <laughs> and like I, I don't care enough and then at the bottom of the pile is Lampard oh my god I mean what what I will say I mean I don't disagree but what I will say is give Gerard time <laughs> You know what? I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna change my my thought because Lampard did get fourth with Chelsea with a chance for ban. So fine, that's an accomplishment. And then Lampard. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> then Gerard. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. But Fair he's enough. he's horrible. He's shit. Lampard is he really shit. It's shit. He really is. I like. He can't organize a defense. He's got. You know, he brought in solid professionals in quotes in in like Cody and and Tarkovsky, but. You can't, as Everton, you can't just sit on the edge of your own box um, for the whole season with those two old blokes and hope to to get through these games. Like Everton, Everton had more of the ball, but they just couldn't stop West Ham, who aren't even good themselves, um, and just bought an injured thirty-year-old Danny Ings when they already have two strikers. Like th- these two clubs are a mess. Um, mm-hmm. But we all knew that Lampard was going to get sacked, and apparently. Well, I mean, the man, the Everton manager shortlist is amazing. So they've got uh, Duncan Ferguson, obviously, who we think should get the job, but mm-hmm. never gets it. They've got Wayne Rooney, because he's Wayne Rooney, but he mm-hmm. hasn't particularly shown that he's a great manager yet. Um, and Marcelo Bielsa. 
and like maybe Sam Allardyce. It's like what what is it that you want from from a manager? <laughs> if firstly, even though Rooney did a decent job at Derby, but DC United, meh, let's see when the season starts. If I'm Rooney, I probably still stay with DC United. Like, don't go into a relegation situation. Don't do that. You mm-hmm. safely in the in the MLS where no one knows what the fuck is going on. <laughs> like, keep that cloud of mystery over there. Like, be fine. But going to Everton and then not being able to keep them up? Trust me. I know people. It doesn't help you very much <laughs> in your career. So don't no. don't do that. Like, Big Sam, sure, I guess. Whatever. Duncan Ferguson needs to be the guy. Bielsa, you're going to get relegated instantly. Like, But I, I just want to make this point. As much as I slander Lampard, and I really do enjoy it because he is shit, he was done no favors by by that club. I mean, he didn't do himself any favors with the whole Deli Ali, Donny van de Beek thing that we laugh at consistently. That was nonsense mm-hmm. on his part. But mm-hmm. selling Richarlison for $60 million and bringing in Mope, if that was his idea, I, would, I, I want him sacked and never in football again. But if the board didn't back him in any way, shape, or form, and that was his only alternative, then he was let down a little bit. So what I'll say to that is, they had no money, right? So basically, they had the Richarlison money to spend. 10%, 10 million of it was is add-ons, so let's call it 50. He spent 40 on Onana, which I think is a good signing, but like again, if it's going to take up 90% of your budget, then then you might be in trouble. And then twenty million on Onana, yeah. And then ten on Mope, and then like Ogana Gay was on a free, and James Garner was virtually nothing. Oh, he was so, ten million. James Garner. Okay, so I mean, they spent more than they got for Richarlison. Then um, that's but, mad. But I changed and James my mind. Garner has he even played? I haven't He's seen. Been him. Injured He's, okay. He's been injured a lot. He's been injured a lot. I changed but, my mind now. Fuck Lampard. You forty million on on Onana. Oh God! Oh gosh! I I don't mind him as I think he's a decent player, but forty million? No, man, you can't do that. Mm. Uh, yeah, he's also frozen out Decore, uh, who's not a world beater, but I think he's a decent Premier League midfielder. He, he's frozen him out, and who else did they have in central midfield? Like it will be in Tom the, Davis. So I, I, I understand left, the need right? for midfielders, but what's that? Yeah, Allen left, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and Sigurdsson's in jail, and Delph is Andre, an anti. Andre Gomes, did he leave? He left. Yeah, he's at Lille. Wow. Okay. No, I see the need. I see the so, need. So you know they needed something, and you, and you can't <clears throat> um, can't stretch the blanket all the way over your feet. But yeah, it's it's not good. Mm. It's not good. Also, they have Dominic Calvert Lewin. He just hasn't returned to uh, to being Dominic Calvert Lewin. Yeah, that was. They should have taken that sixty million for Anthony Gordon. That guy's inconsequential if, if I've ever seen one. Listen, they're about to sell him to Newcastle for what looks like thirty-five-ish. Uh, they're about to sell the whole club. Well, they're all yeah. That's true. They're also about to sell the whole club, and I would imagine that the Everton fans are absolutely delighted because they hate Mashiri at this point. And you know what? Fair enough. I actually think this is very funny because <laughs> they, they got bought by Mashiri, right? And they're like, yes. Finally, someone's going to spend a ton of money, and he spent it so badly that they want him out. Because he spent a lot 
and I'm sure a lot of it came out of his personal bank account uh, to, to fund. That. And there's a new stadium that's literally being built on the water, like right now. Yep. Um, like this is like halfway done, but he had Marcel Brands, remember? And there was somebody else. It's just there, nothing ever made any sense at all. And yeah, it's time to go. Get get let someone else buy the club and do something with it if they stay up because this is just nonsense. Yeah. Um, and actually, I, I said that Anthony Gordon's going to Newcastle, but I, I don't know this. I'm speculating, but it's possible that that relied on Dan Juma coming in. <laughs> Dan Juma murked them at the last second, too. But went to Spurs instead after completing a medical and taking pictures and what have you. <laughs> I hope the pictures leak. I want to see them. <laughs> <laughs> like it's absolutely brutal. Absolutely brutal. On the other hand, you know, they sacked the manager after agreeing all of that. And I mean, if I was him, I wouldn't have wanted to sign for Frank Lampard in the first place, but you can kind of understand like t- reneging on a team that sacks the manager that brought you in a day after I, they bring you I, in. I, I, I'd do it. <laughs> yeah. I'd do it. Like, Aubameyang should have done that. Seriously. Well, he, didn't, he didn't get the memo. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dan Juma, by the way, I uh, saw uh, like a three-second clip of his like arrival thing. He's he's another one of those foreign players who spent enough time in England to sound slightly cockney, and I like that. Where was he? West Brom? Bournemouth? Mm, I think Bournemouth. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, entertaining. Uh, I, I don't really... <clears throat> what are Newcastle going to do with Anthony Gordon? He's going to be like Brexit St. Maximan or something? Uh, I don't know, but it's sort of adding to this hard-working... Not non-flashy thing that they're doing at that club, which makes me feel scared of them more than than, than I expected to be. I expected they would have some big signings who would just mess up for a bit and then they'll figure it out. But Anthony Gordon will listen to instructions and do what Eddie Howe wants him to do, which hundred uh, percent ASM won't do. <laughs> so I can <laughs> I can understand why that would be the deal they do. Yeah, uh, if if I was Everton, I would I would try to get ASM in return for sure because like he's just one of those guys that can can lift a team uh, on his own, and that's exactly what Everton need. They need a hero. Yeah, he absolutely. Uh, Newcastle, by the way, drew nil nil with Crystal Palace. Palace being at home, um, which is why they played well because that's it's the only place they play well, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, what else happens? Bournemouth one, Nottingham Forest one. I don't care. Oh, Liverpool nil, Chelsea nil. Um, I didn't care about that either. Relatively was... entertaining nil nil, but both teams were not very good. Like the quality was low. It was just it was nonsense long. playing against nonsense. Like <laughs> it can be entertaining watching two idiots like lump calls at each other. Yeah. Um, Who have Chelsea signed this week? Anyone? Uh, Madrid was last week, I think. They're trying to sign Malo. Gusto, Gusto, oh, yes. Gusto. Yeah, I, I'm just surprised that they haven't pulled the deal off by now because <laughs> of how proficient they are. <laughs> it's been a few days without one. That said, um, there's so the, the Pedro Porro to Spurs thing seems to be happening, except that it hasn't yet, and so I would not rule out the, like waking up tomorrow and seeing him in a Chelsea shirt. Yeah, I think that's a fair, fair summation. Yeah, I think I think that could happen. Um, I'm just looking at other transfers because there's been 
a few. Bournemouth has spent 40 million uh, in the last few days, 20 million on two players now whose names I can't remember. Um, but it's just weird. Like, Bournemouth just got promoted, and here we are in January spending 40 million on two players. Um, Arsenal bought Jakub Kivior, who is a Polish centre back from Spezia. Didn't see that one coming. Didn't see him ever. <laughs> <laughs> All I can tell you about this guy is from the very little research that I've done is that he's left footed and apparently Leipzig were interested in him as a replacement if someone for when someone actually buys Guardiola, and that gives me encouragement. See, Arsenal just did the one thing that I think everyone on Twitter has been saying the club should do. Whoever these uh, Leipzig and Brighton want to sign. Ahead of, mm-hmm. uh, if they sell someone, sign that guy instead. <laughs> 100%. That, yeah, uh, that, that's absolutely, absolutely true. So, like, ch- right now, Chelsea, Liverpool, and allegedly Arsenal are interested in Moises Caicedo. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brighton put in a bid for some Leipzig kid, Haidara. And I'm just like, why doesn't everyone else just do that instead? And uh, funny enough, Haidara was linked to United. So, why are we not doing that? Um, the funny thing about Caicedo is Caicedo was signed because people started to look at Bissouma. Correct. Until, like, he did something. I don't know what it was, and then no one was interested in him. But he was signed to replace Bissouma in advance of Bissouma leaving. Yes. And United actually tried to do that deal and had it almost wrapped up, and Woodward said I no. this. But it was done. Agree with agreed. Six million. And Woodward said, no, we're not going to do this in January. We don't have money. And... <laughs> And then Brighton did it for four million, and look at how good he is. So they had the right idea; they didn't have the execution. So, guys, again, whoever Brighton, Leipzig, Dortmund, who else does this really well? Um, those ones. Remember those teams want to find to replace who they're selling? Benfica. Oh my yeah. God! Water, Remember Benfica, Benfica want to replace Enzo Fernandez? Sign him. <laughs> You know what? They've probably already signed him, though. <laughs> they've probably already got him. But it's true. Like you could just—you don't even need a scouting department. Just hire a PI firm, have them tail these dudes, and steal their notebooks. Yeah, who's on their list? They—they <laughs> they have that list. Shit. Are you serious? <laughs> Gonzalo Ramos. When did he show up at Benfica? Like he's been in the yeah. academy or some shit? Like, oh don't my know. god. Yep, yeah, it's true though. It is true. Oh, um, this is a transfer that cracked me up. Chris Wood to Nottingham Forest. I mean, A, incredibly appropriate. Wood, Forest, etc. Mm. Well, well B, well uh, thank you. Uh, it didn't take much to, to get that one. Um, and B, just Newcastle being like, right, you, we, we, we've, we've had our use of you. You did what <laughs> we bought you for, which was to get Burnley relegated. <laughs> you can go back. <laughs> Think we just need a stopgap, and you were the ultimate stopgap. Thank you very much. We got Isak. Wilson's amazing. Peace. They literally well, could well, have bought a mannequin, buddy. Like well played. It could have been. I'm I'm waiting for them to dump Dan Byrne and be like, oh, peace. You didn't you did what you needed you to do. Thank you. <laughs> you played the the role of local hero very well, and uh, yeah. Oh, man. Um, Leicester have signed Victor Christiansen for 17 million. He's like a teenage left back from Denmark. Um, football manager says he's a wonder kid. Uh, don't trust him. All right. 
No, Fair enough. Their record is, really their record is trash, so no, don't trust them. It is trash, isn't it, actually? Um, do you think that Brendan Rodgers will be there next season? Yes, unfortunately. Why, though? I think they've given up. I mean, the owners have no money. Like The economy destroyed them. I, I don't think he has suitors. I don't think they're going to get relegated. They don't have ambition. And they can't. I mean, they typically, they used to have ambition, but the money's gone, so the ambition's gone. Status mm. quo is probably what's going to happen. Um, yeah, I think he's in, he's in a weird place in his career at this point, I think. Because he can't go up. He can't go. He shouldn't go down. Probably has to sit there and maybe wait for a West Ham job if Moyes gets sacked. Maybe that's a place he can go. I could see that. I could see Villa when the Emery thing falls apart in 18 months. Yeah, that's about right. 18 months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. Um, I This this has caught my attention and I just want to read it because I'm fairly convinced it will be funny. Um, do you mind? Sure. Former Premier League referee Mark Clattenburg has resigned from his position as president of the Egyptian Referees Committee after after only five months in charge. The Egyptian Football Association confirmed on Wednesday that it agreed that the 47-year-old could leave the role. Um, Blah, blah, blah. There was an emergency meeting to accept his resignation. And it turns out he was subject to criticism from the president of Zarmalek. So, corruption? (laughs) <laughs> what was he doing there look Clattenburg is the is the world's greatest mercenary referee he, he took money to go to Saudi and do, did some stuff over there now Egypt and that's fair enough I respect it get your money bro but yeah. like <laughs> also he's the strangest referee ever this guy has yeah. the Champions League tattooed on him because he refereed the Champions League final like, yeah, he's that is weird. He's definitely about the show. <laughs> he's he's definitely about that. So yeah, but that is very very strange circumstances. Very very strange. Yep. Um, anything else happening in the league? Oh, uh, Kane finally got Jimmy Greaves' record. So there's that. Yep. yep. Um, so the only thing left for him is the Premier League record. Um, I don't know how many he's got and how many Shearer's got, but like he's on course if he stays in England, which I think he will, one way or the other. Uh, God, I have to go look at it now. So Premier Shearer's League got club. 260 goals. Okay, that's tough. Kane Premier League goals. Right, <laughs> it's come up as 23. Oh, cause... Kane has 199, Rooney okay. on 208. Shearer on 260. He'll get past Rooney. He'll yeah. be the second all-time. 60 think... goals. He's got to do probably three more seasons scoring 20 goals. It will be close. I'm so not sure his legs have four seasons in him, but it will be close. That's the thing, though. Like, If he can get the bulk of them in the next couple, and then he can just like get old and kind of chip away at it. Yeah, like, like three 40. goals a season here and <laughs> Because you know he won't stop until he's got it. He might as well. I mean, he's not winning any trophy, any club trophies, so he might as well go all personal things and, and see Correct. where that ends up. Correct. You've got to get what you can. Um, yeah. Uh, I think that's it. 
Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that's it. Um, Ivan Tony hasn't got banned yet. That's good. Yeah, that is very useful. Thank you, Ivan. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, the, the the Guardian published their list of top one hundred footballers in the world. Mm. Um, and hang on, there was one thing about this that I wanted to mention. Is Ronaldo like not in the list? He's in the list. Oh come on, that's fraud. That's what I wanted to to bring up. He is where is he? Fifty one. He's above Victor Osterman, which is insulting. That makes no sense. That's a, that's a lie. That's a lie. He must have held someone by at knife point to so at least put me in the goddamn list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think so. Or his agent has. Um, like Mike Manuel is seventy four, and Mike Manuel is like basically the best keeper in Europe. Like Ronaldo's so. not even the best striker in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I hope you saw the compilation of that game. I hope you saw it. I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I, all I'm going to say is go watch it. I'm not going to say anything else about it. Just go watch it. Oh, and there's a laugh track version of it. Watch it with that. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. You go and do that. We're going to do that. We'll talk to you again next week. Ciao. Bye.